Hey, welcome to After the Show, the BSM podcast that's not just about music. Today on the show, I'm talking to Nicola and Jake from the band Doe. We sat down and spoke about some of our favourite horror films, some little-known films that you probably don't know, and just good old-fashioned zombies. So here's previous me talking to previous them about scary stuff. We yeah, could we could yeah. talk about your album, but you've probably talked to death about it. So yeah, that's true. Let's yeah. talk about talk about hilarious <laughs> horror films instead. Um, yeah. So yeah, I did some prep, and my prep was basically trying to watch a horror film that I hadn't watched. And I, I sat on Netflix for ages and didn't get inspired by any of the Netflix original horror films, um, <clears throat> and just ended up watching Alien, which I think is probably the best horror film, the finest one of all time. It a, it's a your favorite film of all time. One of. I actually kind of prefer Aliens. The second. Uh, which can be a controversial opinion, but okay. uh, I'm a sucker for that action. Yeah, right. Okay. That action and Aliens. It's a bit more, you know, heavy handed, which it, I like. Yeah, yeah. So if you could, I've, I've done this before with friends, if you could rank the, the original quadrilogy, how would yeah. it go from best to worst? For me, it'd be Aliens. Alien, Alien Resurrection, Alien 3. Whoa, you think Alien 3 is the worst? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, it's okay. The reason that I think it's the worst is the CGI. I just mm. can't deal with the CGI. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it, it is good though, but oh, maybe that would come above Resurrection. I just remember being excited when Resurrection came out because it was like was it so much more glossy and yeah. kind of like Winona Ryder was in it. Yeah. It, I think it came in, was it like 97? Alien Resurrection came out. I think it must have been around that sort of time. I remember watching that one first and being like, "What the hell am I watching? What the <laughs> it was hell?" Like before the other one. Yeah, I'd never, I'd never, because I, I had an old, uh, my oldest and dearest friend. Um, we used to like get together when we were like ten, eleven, and watch. Like his mum and dad just didn't really care about what we watched, so he'd be like, "I've got Alien Resurrection on VHS," and I was like, "Yes, let's do it. It's an eighteen. It's R rated. It's it's oh, it's crazy." And we watched it and basically just got shit scared and didn't finish it. And then about two weeks later, he was like, that's the, the fourth in a series. And I was like, I don't want to watch anymore. <laughs> um, Have but, you seen all the other ones now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. What, about, what about you, Jake? What's your, what would be your... My favourite? No, no, in the, the oh, Alien. Oh, in, oh um, ranking them. Mm. Uh, it's hard to say because I, I haven't seen them for ages. Um, I think Tets. I've only ever seen Aliens once. What? Because um, it was actually I'd, I'd only ever seen the first one, and I'd seen it a whole bunch because my parents really loved it. Mm. Um, and, and I, I saw, saw it when I was quite young. And but then when um, me and Nicola met, then she was like, "Oh yeah, controversially, I think Aliens is is the is the best one." So we sat and watched Aliens, and I was like, "This is amazing! This is so good! Like the action in this is incredible, and it is like." Yeah, definitely more heavy-handed and slightly more kind of and goofy, goofy and Hollywood. And Hollywood. There's, There's something really appealing about that. Mm. Um, but, but I, I still, still think, think, just because the, the first one is just so so kind of miserable and dark and, you yeah, know, like... like um, and it's, it's got, got a cat in it. Yeah, I mean, true. anything with cats, cats are good. Um, and, and yeah, it's just, uh, and the chest-bursting scene and all that kind of stuff. I just feel like it's so iconic. It would yeah. probably have to be alien... Alien, actually, it, it would probably be in order apart from the last two switched around. So, so you'd put three last as well. I would put three last as well because I, I didn't like that. I didn't oh, like three. At all. No. Oh. Um, but 
I feel like the last time I watched it, I saw the director's cut or like the, it's like the, the, the one that's way longer and yeah. it's cut really differently and it's way more boring. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that just put me off because I was like, this is dull. Oh yeah, we accidentally watched like a really long, boring version, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Because Alien like, 3 went through, I believe, like four or five different directors. I'm a bit of a Alien 3 nerd, unfortunately, because <laughs> I think it's so underrated. I think people... The CGI is terrible, not going to lie. Yeah. When you see the, like, Xenomorph running across the ceiling and, like, running around, I just, I cringe at it. I hate it yeah. so much. It's like the colour of it is, like, a completely yeah. different colour. That's it, one thing that bothers me. It reminds me of, like, really... <laughs> awkwardly enough, and not awkwardly, strangely enough, reminds me of, like, Eiffel 65 I'm Blue video. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like the shiny the shiny like CGI and it's like the lights bouncing off every single direction from it. There's no natural lighting yeah. to that thing. But the story I think is, is way better than Alien Resurrection. Um, That's true. It is an interesting story. I do think that they, they killed off uh, Newt and the other guy just like, they're, they're dead now, by the way. So yeah, it's the end of that chapter. Yeah, that after everything that they went through. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. They're just dead. It's savage. Um, I think I would end up putting them as probably in order as they came out. I think the first one yeah. is, like, probably my favourite horror film of all time. Um, the second one is so well time-stamped as, like, an 80s film, in my opinion. Yeah. The third one I just think is better than Resurrection, even though the CGI is shit. <laughs> and the fourth one's just awful. Just yeah. awful. Um, I love that bit in the fourth one, though, when... I love the fact that there's that weird kind of skull white alien. Oh thing. no! You know the weird like, but it's so it's so scary. The hybrid. It's like scarier than the aliens, and when it goes flying out the window and it's all getting sucked from the inside, <laughs> that bit is just amazing. The one good thing about Alien Three is it has a really good snares game, and we've got <laughs> Alien Three on the snares, and it's it's fucking, really hard. Though. It's really hard, but it's really good, and it's got like a. You know, it's got Ripley just running around for like a flamethrower and you're like like flaming these like bursting alien eggs and you just go... Yeah. You can't even get beyond it's... level one. It's oh, no. really challenging. Yeah, it's it's really no donkey call. No. <laughs> it's, it's a very different game. There was, um, there, was, um, there was a PS2 game as well, an alien... I think it was Colonial Marines, where you could swap between being the Marines, the alien, and then they made uh, like a download where you could be Predator for some reason. Oh, shit, and cool. you're just like playing I think it was like must have been I've got friends who who are, are much more into games than me probably screaming at this right now but maybe I'm getting it all wrong but you could like I think it was one of the first early like online like games where you could like switch between characters or something like that I remember playing it once and thinking this is a good idea but a really hard game because yeah. you're running up you'd be the alien running on the on the on the on the roof and you would the screen would be upside down, so you're like, cool. You're like trying to like kill these colonial marines. If you ever find yourself with maybe like you know 15 hours free and yeah, a PS2, I feel like that rings a bell. I've, I've heard of it before, or maybe even played it in youth. It's a really good. Um, I think one of the things that is maybe as more horror nerds than me, but like something that makes horror really interesting is like the universes that is created around like the characters. Yeah. So. When I was, again, when I was doing some research for this, like the whole trauma movies, universes, scare the hell out of me. They're like... Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, 
bonkers scary in a different way yeah could you could you give me some like background into that or like how you discovered that (laughs) i can see you like oh what do i say about it's a trauma yeah i I outed you as a trauma yeah yeah. or like how or like about it for someone who's never really heard of it before i mean well i guess trauma is uh kind of it's quite i feel like trauma is a very divisive uh, thing especially mm. in the horror community because they're kind of like purposely i think the reason that a lot of like horror fans like bad movies is because then there's, there's something, something sincere, sincere like, like take like, like troll 2 or the room i know the room's not a horror movie but like uh, you know when you get like films that are so bad but people love them because they're so sincere like mm. the people thought they were making a good movie mm. um and but the fact that they're bad, despite the fact that they're making, they thought they're making, making this great thing. thing. That's what people love about it because it's so sincere. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's a lot of heart in them a lot of time. You want troll too and stuff, but like um, with trauma, they're like deliberately bad films. Yeah. They're kind of like deliberately schlocky, like comedy, um, very gratuitous, very kind of button pushing. So that's they're quite divisive in that respect. But yeah, it's like um, they're all set in New Jersey. Oh, I didn't even know that. Um, it's arguably not even horror, is it? It's more like comedy than horror. Yeah, yeah, like dark I mean, comedy, gory, disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it's like exploitation, I guess. Um, but yeah, like yeah, um, yeah, yeah, very schlocky, very comedy, gore. Um, they um, they seem to fit in the genre that people would say is like B movies, like they yeah. are almost like artistically bad to prove. That they're not supposed to be like you know in the main in the main cinemas all the time, and they're as you're saying quite maturist. Yeah. But the things yeah, sure. the things that I found really interesting, I did did a bit of research. I'm pretty proud of myself yesterday. Um, yeah, no, it's because I, I read it and I was like, I think I know what this is. Um, the facts like the they always seem to be on a lot of them seem to be like on point with like a social political point that's going on in that time. So things like. Uh, Poltergeist Night of the Chicken Dead. Are you aware of that one? That's my... That's the best one. That is my favourite. That's my favourite one. Oh, well, actually, um, I feel like it's a Toxic Avenger, because it's their flagship one, is my favourite trauma movie, and then Poltergeist is, is second. Yeah, and that, seem, that seems to be, like, a, a dig on, like, the fast food industry, because there's a scene where, like, one of the uh, chicken zombies is, like, pulling off someone's face and she's like, oh, I love it, but uh, the fat's so good, but it's horrible for me, or something along yeah. those lines. <laughs> and it just, like, I remember watching, like, these clips and just, like, being like, that's hilarious. And there's, like, a... I think they said that this came out... That film came out in, like, 2003, so there was the whole, like... There was, like, um... Uh, there was, like, a, an Islamic character as well who was just getting, like, berated because of the time. In the in in the time of the world that it was put on, um, yeah, it it seems like they're very, however bad they are, they're very good at like sitting on a, a topic that would cause di- like division between people. It's true. Um, I find it tough with trauma because I, I am like a, a trauma fan, and like inadvertently, I've been a trauma fan most of my life. But because like um, I was a huge fan of the Toxic Crusaders cartoon when that was on uh, when I was a kid yeah. I had like a whole action figure line that I was really into and I was like this is amazing and then years later I kind of joined the dots between it's like oh shit that's a trauma cartoon because it's like a cartoon version of the, the Toxic, Toxic Avenger oh. so I've been like into that universe kind of like without really knowing it since I was a kid and I'm a big fan I feel like with trauma Sometimes the, as you say, yeah, they are quite good at making like uh, there's definitely like political 
statements in there, especially mm. with poultry guys and the kind of like a kind of strong like pro vegetarian kind of uh, you know vegan kind of message in there. Yeah. Um, uh, but I feel like some of it is kind of undermined by because it is like the del- very, very deliberately provocative and button pushing and and trying to kind of like trying to get as away with as much kind of uh, um, you know provocative stuff as possible yeah. so even though there's like good little things you think oh that's the, i can see what they're doing there then like seconds later it's undermined by undermined with some kind of like nudity well, or something like that. yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, deliberately kind of uh um feather feather ruffling yeah shit. Well, the, ruffling. Is that an intention? Yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I could write. I could write for Trevor. Yeah, you could. I um, I was reading that the uh, creator of South Park was in Cannibal the Musical, which yeah, yeah. seems like again. I watched a couple clips of it, and it's like so nice, and the songs are so happy and in major chords and major tunings, and then all of a sudden, there's just cannibals eating people's faces. <laughs> yeah, it's great. That's a great, great movie. Um, and uh, especially like um, Lloyd Kaufman um, from Troma, uh, you know, the president of Troma, um, has written a few books on like, you know, how to do like DIY filmmaking and his experiences yeah. with kind of grassroots like uh, filmmaking and production and distribution and all this kind of stuff. And they're really interesting. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, there's a forward written by Trey Parker for one of them, and it's kind of like detail their, detailing their experience of like trying to shop around Cannibal the Musical, and then mm. finally kind of meeting Lloyd Kaufman, who was like the only person that would put it out, and he gave them no money for it, but was just like, "Well, you want your film to be seen, don't you?" And it was like, <laughs> "Yes." He's like a shrewd businessman, and kind of I feel like he's not great with kind of giving. That's like all up. promoters, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to play, don't you? There's you want no to be- payment. But yeah. um, you'll get to play to like four people. It's a great opportunity for you and your band. <laughs> Exposure. <laughs> I also read that the um, there's one that's called Trauma's War. Oh, Trauma, yeah, yeah. That's the I just could reel off any name and you'd be like, yeah, I know that one. Um, <laughs> that was the highest. That one had the highest investment of all the films and was only given like three million dollars to produce an entire movie. Yeah. And I think it's. I mean, if we're if we're loosely cutting ties, it's kind of cool that you could put you could have no money for a feature film and still make uh, such an impact on the genre. I think it's, yeah, it's very cool. I think that might have been their highest um, loss, that film as well. Because um, they got three million to put into it. Yeah, <laughs> they put three million into it. And I feel like there wasn't many kind of trauma-produced films um, right. for, for a little while after that because they kind of had to deal with the, the fact that they blown this, well, for them, a huge budget on this ridiculous movie <laughs> but, yeah. that's why they couldn't pay Trey Parker yeah and and, yeah. and Lemmy was in like three of them as well he, yeah, he narrates um, a few there's like a for one of the, there's, there's one of them called Terra Firma and there's like a full length fe- a feature length like making of documentary about them making Terra Firma mm. and Lemmy's in that and he's having a horrible time and he's just like I hate trauma. I don't know why I keep um, coming back to do this film. And then he came back and did another film after that. And they like because the money. Sure I would yeah, say because of the money, but they've probably not given him any money for it because they don't yeah, have any money. Probably, yeah, it's pretty fun to be fair. Yeah. The films are just so so mad that it looks like very fun thing to be involved. In. Yeah, especially with the uh, the visual effects are amazing. Like the prop making. There's a scene in I think it's. Um, 
Toxic Avenger where they where he like the Toxic Avenger puts this guy under like a gym machine and just like Damn. crushes his head and it's ridiculous like I the, the the my point being is like the visual effects are amazing it reminded me a lot of like the the thing and how like the visual yeah. effects really make the scenes um, yeah we're definitely both fans of that kind of physical effects yeah. that exist in real life that uh -huh. someone's meticulously spent yeah. time putting yeah. together of blood guts and gore and specific props that will explode right and yeah there's something so much more tangible about uh -huh. that in a horror film. Yeah. So that's definitely a through line that we both like. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Rather than just like a slasher flick, like actually having something that like exploding guts and all these sort of things. Yeah. yeah. I love slasher flicks too, but more like we'd rather that... Sorry, I'm speaking for both of us. <laughs> I would rather that than... You know, a lot of modern horror films have kind of horrible scenes and the CGI is amazing, mm. but... It, you just can't really feel as grossed out by it because you you because it's not real. There's just mm. something about it because yeah. it's not physical, gross stuff that someone's made. Yeah, yeah. How how <laughs> do you feel horror is in in 2019? I feel mixed about it. I think obviously there's always um, people making cool underground movies mm -hmm. that probably don't get the funding or the cinema time. I think mainstream horror film for me. Just isn't very interesting. Yeah. Um, it's very, it's very kind of become even more so Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And there's this thing that you told me that I think is it Mark Kermode said like horror films for people that don't like horror. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of modern horror films are like that. For instance, it, I just it just didn't do it for me because it didn't feel like a horror film. It felt like a big adventure film, which is fine. Yeah. But I don't know. It's something that makes me feel weird yeah. about something being touted as like horror is back. Yeah, but it's I, not. I tend what to find that the I find at the moment that the trailers are usually scarier than the movies. Yeah, yeah, and they kind of give away quite a lot. As yeah, well. I feel like it's like all of the all of the best, scariest, jumpiest bits are kind of like in the trailer, and then when it comes to the film, you're like, oh, well, I've kind of seen half of this. Already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't like Hereditary either, but. I think that's a polarizing viewpoint because everybody seems to love hereditary. Mm. Even you know people that are big into horror love yeah. hereditary. Okay. But I just wasn't keen on that either. Um, I don't know. A Quiet Place was good, but it was quite uh, quite an easy way out. You know, mm. you take the obvious thing of silence yeah. and make it into something in the cinema, mm -hmm. and it was a good, entertaining film, but more of a thriller. Than a horror film. I yeah, I just feel like for me, a horror film is something that sticks with you and builds some mm -hmm. horrible sense of dread. Mm -hmm. And I think modern horror doesn't really do that for me personally. I'm, I'm a bit bored with jump scares, which yeah. seems to be in every film nowadays. Every Netflix horror film is just like a big build into a big jump scare, and then you see the, uh, you see whatever it is that's supposed to scare you, and then that's it. And it's an hour and forty-five minutes of your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because, like, I mean. Me personally, like I don't, um, what I love so much about horror isn't <clears throat> like, I don't think, I think I've seldom been genuinely kind of like scared by a horror movie. And I've never really been attracted to them because of like, because I want to be scared. Mm. It's more like I want to be, like I, I really like the films that have these quite psychologically scarring ideas. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of, I want yeah. to be traumatized. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Like 
I feel like it's more interesting, um, yeah, like, so not jump scares, but these kind of, especially when, when you've got films that are kind of like playing with the ideas of things that could quite easily happen in the very near future. Okay. Like the things that are all like are almost, they're, they're kind, kind of already happening. Just yeah. kind of like near future um, stuff. Or, or just kind of, yeah, just like psychological stuff. Mm. Either psychological stuff or absolutely horrifyingly disgusted by all the guts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the ways forward. I, I remember like the first time I watched uh, The Shining and how that is within itself not really a scary film to watch but it's like the like you say the sense of dread built up in like the soundtrack and the cinematography and the fact that you're jumping in between like three people's perspective of the the storyline and the overarching the arc of the story is just like mentally more disturbing than like like viewing it if you know what i mean yeah but yeah blood and guts are great as well yeah <laughs> So we talk- definitely, people are still making those kind of films. Like, I feel like we've seen a few really good ones recently, but I can't remember any of them. A lot of like foreign films. Oh, okay. Are a, bit, a bit more true to the original. Yeah, I went through a big um, when I was at uni. I, I went through a weird stage, but I was like. Um, <laughs> Like I went through a stage where I just didn't wear didn't wear socks, for instance. That's the sort of weird stage I'm talking about in my life. No, that's oh, no. Nicholas. Like that is a horrible. Yeah, <laughs> but I would like go. I would go and find like American films and then find the original source. So like, like the ring. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Things like that, and then that took me down various different weird, like going in weird little alleyways looking into like Korean films and then all the yeah. like stemming back into like Europe and stuff like that and like places like Belgium are making like some of the most fucked up films I've ever seen oh yeah, yeah some really good films like really like putting on stereotypes and stuff like that I'm really bad I haven't got any source material for anyone to <laughs> check on these things but I feel like these films are like way more um, shocking like they have yeah. a shock factor over like the American counterpart definitely what was that horrible Belgian one we saw recently? Oh, the ordeal. Yeah. It was <laughs> oh really God. Good, but yeah, it was like, um, but it had this like super dark, like very kind of like sick sense of humour running throughout it, where it's like this terrifying thing that's happening, and it's kind of like a you know like a capture film, yeah, um, where someone you know takes someone hostage. Um, but it's like really horrible. But then every now and again, there's these kind of like little kind of funny moments which make it even more horrific because yeah. it's like these little almost like slapsticky bits or kind of um, yeah. uh, like funny little one-liners and it's like I love films that can kind of like walk the, the line between comedy and horror yeah. very well like um, not necessarily in like a trauma way but although I love trauma but like stuff like American Werewolf in London yeah. and, oh that's like, such that's a good like film yeah, that's yeah. actually my favourite horror film. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. I find that those those films, um, because of the time that they were created, almost had to have that sort of element of comedy, like a like a one percent comedy, like the comic relief to make it sort of to to break that fourth wall a little bit for people are like, oh, this isn't real life. This is I can actually laugh at this moment. You yeah. Know? I think as well that makes a film scarier in a sense. Because okay. it's not just pummeling you with dread, like mm-hmm. something such as the uh, the quiet place or a quiet place, whatever it was called. Um, again, I, I did like that in a different way, but 
a lot of modern horror films are just kind of like jump jump yeah. tension everything's so scary yeah and you get kind of desensitized to it by the end of the film yeah. whereas with something like nightmare on elm street it's not the scariest film in the world but the concept is really scary mm. yeah, yeah. and the fact that you get these little bursts of humor kind of uh, frame the horror in a yeah. lot more of a intense way yeah it works okay i like mm. that so we've done we've done the the classic monsters with the xenomorph we've done uh the outrageous trauma movies and the blood and the guts and everything else which i think leads nicely onto the i would say is one of the scariest things ever which is the whole zombie umbrella ah yeah <laughs> so you were telling me like about your dissertation which i'm still finding like in like incredibly interesting um how what did you study at uni to like facilitate that as like a, a topic of study yeah, I did quite well to try and do a dissertation, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, did a dissertation. Um, I studied film studies. Okay, that makes um, sense. Yeah, I also studied drama, like film studies and drama, but I mostly focused on film studies. And my dissertation was on zombie films. It's really hard to describe it because there's so many elements to the title. I can't even remember what it was called, but it was on the representation of the female zombie mm -hmm. in zombie cinema from 1930s to present day mm -hmm. and how the depiction of the female zombies um, is influenced by women's position in society at the time. Okay. So you get something like White Zombie, which is generally accepted as the earliest zombie film. Mm -hmm. And back when zombie films began, they were more about... They were less about a threat and more about slavery. Okay. Um, more about enslaving. There was a lot of kind of black zombies um, and um, women in the home that had been enslaved as well in a kind of domestic setting. Mm -hmm. um, and that film's really interesting for that reason. Mm. So I would write about kind of interesting things like that and social cultural depictions uh, crossed with something like zombie strippers <laughs> years ago. <laughs> you know, I was going to say that, didn't you? Where it's like um, a strip club and all the female zombies are really... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like highly sexualized. They are highly sexualized, but they're also... What's interesting about zombie strippers is the men that turn into zombies are just like brain-dead idiots. And yeah. the women that turn into zombies are like running the strip club and tying up all the men and getting them in cages and they're really like um still their brains are still yeah so there's a high, there's a zombie hierarchy yeah Interesting. so it's like the complete opposite of the the first zombies and also a lot more gory obviously those are just two examples but, yeah two um, extreme examples my dissertation ranged from all these things <laughs> so you basically so, so you, you're probably the closest in my circle of people that I know, the closest person who could be described as a bit of a zombie expert. Ah, thanks. Why? What, uh... I would say you are, um, having known you for a while, you are definitely the, the zombie, the resident Thank zombie. You. I feel like I've lost my zombie powers in recent years. <laughs> not, not been into it enough. I fatigued myself. Well, but, uh, so yeah. do you feel that, because you, you were telling me that you're, at the time that you put that dissertation in, it was like 2009, so yeah. 10 years ago. Do you feel yeah. do you feel that um, much has changed in the zombie genre in the last ten years? To be honest, I've not given a whole bunch of zombie films a whole lot of time. Oh, in the but last this, 10 years. you're an expert um, in the zombie field. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think my main my main favourite zombie thing now is the Walking Dead TV show. Okay. Um, which isn't a film, but 
it's a good yeah. it's a good um did you re- did you ever read the comics i did yeah. yeah i didn't read all of them before but i kind of read some of the beginning ones yeah at the same time as i was watching the show i think i've also seen that series and i think it's a very good it's a very good representation of like how life could potentially be if there was like an outbreak on that i think it's, yeah. it's very good um i do think it kind of got a bit dry towards the end because it you know when series seem to make a lot of money they seem to just water down yeah. what they're doing and just more gore. this the recent series is the only one that i haven't watched yet i'm like i should watch it at some point but just for closure like i've been standing in a post office line for an hour <laughs> and i know i'm not going to get to the desk anytime soon but i've been waiting for an hour that's how i feel about the walking dead all oh, right <laughs> i thought you meant you were there and you were just like watching on your iphone or ipad just <laughs> no. like been an hour now and i'm still nowhere near the post office no more like to, you know hours worth of time it's yeah. all these seasons up to like season seven yeah it's quite and a lot now it would be a real bummer to quit what, <laughs> what would you say your um your favorite zombie film is both of you brain dead but that's kind of a different zombie film i guess yeah that I feel goes into the whole trauma universe where like for me personally I felt so uneasy watching those films because of the the calamity of errors that create those scenarios those those characters are in like, yeah. the universe is so stressful and there's someone like someone's ear will fall off and then it goes in the it goes in the custard and you you're, you're going to eat your ear aren't you and it's just like <laughs> That's it's, true. Like, it's not no. scary, it's just stressful. <laughs> you idiot, you can see what's going yeah. on with like one of those films, I feel like it's... Uh... I feel like I can liken Brain Dead to an episode of Frasier. <laughs> bear, bear with me, but it's just like one of those... Um, if you watch an episode of there's there's the occasional episode of Frasier, or like sitcoms similar to that, but especially Frasier, where they're trying to like cover something up. They're trying to prevent certain people from knowing something mm. and you're just like watching through your fingers because you know <laughs> it's all going to come to a head and you can see like so-and-so talking to so-and-so and then like they've got to like, it's basically trying to like plug up holes in a sinking ship to yeah. try and keep it afloat. I feel like brain deads like that, but the main <laughs> character is just like trying to just like carry on life as normal and yeah. try and kind of keep up appearances even though like the whole world is turning to shit around him and he's like, his mum's face is falling off like, <laughs> he's um, like don't worry about it yeah <laughs> we'll have like custard like the ear in the custard and like uh, and all the zombies in the basement and he's just kind of like holding the door <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> what are you doing just tell someone <laughs> so we've got brain dead and he yeah obviously the romero ones are the classics yeah of course um, that is what a zombie movie is for me kind yeah of, traditionally and that more kind of sweeping again dread mm-hmm. slowness and that's a lot more uh, oh. scary and meaningful than okay. a fast moving zombie oh but okay brain dead is just so wonderfully gory yeah just, just like that I feel like um, people I feel like like New Zealand has like a really good track record of like horror comedy and they just walk, they walk the line perfectly between like being like having really kind of like dramatic elements like alongside really really funny like genuinely funny bits and then kind of splicing them with horror and I feel yeah. like brain dead is so catastrophic um but it's so well made and so well acted but then it's just like very funny and incredibly kind of disgusting as well and it just like I feel like it toes that line between all of those things like so much better than the vast majority of movies that try and do the same. Yeah. yeah. So Brain Dead's your favourite as well? I think it's, yeah, my, definitely my favourite zombie movie, I'd say. I think I like how you both 
already like divided the horror world into uh, outrageous slow walking zombies and fast zombies. Yeah, <laughs> I love that because the, tri- the holy triad. Yeah, right. The triangle of, of zombie death. films. My favorite zombie film uh, is probably Twenty Eight Days Later. I do love Twenty Eight Days Later. I think it's. I think like like the dread, the sense of like uh, like abandonment from Killian Murphy's character, like the fact that he like. Of like the scene when he goes into the church and he's just like, this is what I do now. I've turned to religion, and then the the uh, chaplain's like a zombie, and then I think it end, the the way it sort of addresses the human element of it. Um, basically, I don't like slow zombies, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, it definitely adds a different element. And for me, Twenty Eight Days Later, it's almost not it's almost not a zombie film for me. It's kind of more of a, a disease film, uh, infection film. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, which I know zombies are infection, but that fast moving kind of rage disease mm. that they've got is yeah. kind of a different element of filmmaking. And it's a lot more kind of gritty because it's a British, British film. So it's, it's got, got that British edge to it. Like you say, with the kind of expanse of like darkness yeah. going to the church and, I think it's just quite funny watching Brits deal with zombies more than like watching Americans being like, yeah, let's kill them all. Yeah. It's just quite funny to watch Brits try and get around scenarios. <laughs> you, should, you should watch Cockneys versus Zombies. If I, that's the kind of I have watched that film. <laughs> that is on Netflix. And it's a, it was one of those films that I watched, I think it's like an hour, like just over an hour and 20 minutes. And you watch it in like 15 minutes. You're like, okay, skip, 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 skip. I, yep. Skip, 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 skip. <laughs> that's basically what I did with that film. Um, okay. That's cool. We were talking to our, a friend Zach, a good friend Zach, who uh, is also a massive um, horror uh, enthusiast and has has the, the most uh, beautifully um, alphabetized uh, DVD slash Blu-ray collection I've ever seen, and very very expansive. That he really didn't like Cockneys versus Zombies, and I, I, to be honest. I'm you said that as if it's surprising. Yeah, right. I I really. I enjoyed it so much more than I thought I was going to. It was one of those ones that really surprised me. I thought, this is going to be an absolute piece of shit. And it was actually, there was things I really liked about it. It's just daft as fuck. But I feel like you may be overanalyzing it a little bit too much. Maybe. I mean, I do that with every single thing in my life. So. Yeah. <laughs> like sitting there with a little notebook, like, Act 1 was pretty good. Act 2 dragged. <laughs> yeah. Overall, 7 on 10. I think a good place to end this would be if you could think of one or two movies maybe a classic and something that you don't think people listening to this would maybe know and then like as recommendations um oh god i hate being put on the spot i could go i could go first if no, that helps i just am so indecisive i can't think of them and you you okay so i the film that i've enjoyed the most recently is a film called the void are you aware of this film? Oh. oh, we did watch that, didn't we? Is that the one like, in a hospital? Yes, don't give too much away, though, because okay. it's a recommendation. Uh, <laughs> that I really enjoyed. I mean, is that the one in a field? Yes, that's the one, <laughs> it's in a field. Um, I really enjoyed that one. Everything about the cinematography was really cool. I liked that it was like on a shoestring budget and it had like unknown people in it, like actors and actresses. I thought that was really good. Um, got a bit silly towards the end, but I'm fine with that. And a film that I don't think many people would know is a French film called Martyrs. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That is some of the sh- like most shocking things I've ever seen put on film, but it is like an inc- like the whole story wrapped around religion and everything like that, really. I watched it and thought it was amazing. 
that is great. Have you seen the American one? No. Should they, I? They did remake yeah, it. Yeah, they, they remade it. I think. Have I we seen, seen the American one? No, but it was. Um, it's meant to be like an almost like shot for shot remake, and oh. I feel like there was probably no point in it at all, like most Americans. Just for people that can't be arsed with subtitles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Much, there you go. <laughs> so watch the French one if you're into cinema. If not, there's an American one. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, I've got two. I don't remember what the two differentiations were. Um, I've just, I've thrown those rules out, so. Okay, I'm ignoring the rules. Yeah. Um, there's one that I always, that sticks with me all the time because I just loved it, and that is The Descent. Have <sighs> you seen that? Yes, I think I have. It's. Group of people just, cave diving. The reason I liked it is it's, it's like a British made. Is it British made? Yeah. Yeah, it's British people in it. So it's. Um, I don't know, it's just cool. All, all of the cast are women, mm-hmm. um, but it's not like made a thing out of, it's just like women doing a thing. Yeah. It's not like a screaming woman running away from <laughs> a man with a knife, you know? It's yeah. a bit more interesting character interactions and they go caving, is that what it's called? Like underground A cave caving. diving almost, or, yeah. I don't know. Which, I mean, if you're going to go caving, obviously that's really scary anyway. Yeah, right. Claustrophobic. But that film's really good and really creepy, yeah. really dark, um, and I just liked it. It stuck with me, and I've always loved that film. Yeah. And then another one I would recommend is a film called Raw that we watched. Yes, I've seen that as well. Great um, film. That was, yeah, that was just really, that is a film that stuck with me. Mm. Watch not that long ago as well. It was those quite the first two that come to mind where I'm like, oh, those are films that have really stuck with me just because it's such an interesting story and it's so beautifully shot and made and it's kind of slow and interesting without being pretentious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also French. Yes. Is it French? Yeah. It's not French or Belgian, but yeah, it's really good. Yes. Two French films, up the team. Le Bleu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what was it like? Oh, well, um, a recent film that we saw. It's okay. There are no um, rules anymore. Yeah, I've I've thrown oh, those rules away. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't be a nerd, Jake. Yeah, no. I feel like you spend your whole life telling me not to do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming out. Um, no, it's a, um, the, yeah, we saw a film earlier this year called Life Changer. I mm-hmm. think it was one of the first oh, films we watched this year because we've got we have this little watch list that we keep as like a joint one of like movies that we've we've both kind of seen and mm. like ones that we've got to see and ones that we've seen already oh that's okay, nice we're, we're both nerds yeah yeah that's fine <laughs> um but yeah it's this it's a uh, like canadian um kind of shoestring budget indie horror um that is like surprisingly like well made um the acting's really good um, and you can tell that it's been done on a pretty tight shoestring budget but it's like the, what they've done with the budget is really good mm. um, and it's basically like a shapeshifter film but it's like not as you know it and I won't say too much about it but it's just like a really interesting thing like spin on the whole shapeshifter concept and kind of giving it more giving the sh- like a shapeshifter like an identity and a kind of background and heart and like uh, morals and all this kind of stuff it's like a um, yeah so that's really cool um in an old film, which I guess, or which I, I reckon, there's probably a lot of people that haven't seen, is a movie called Freaked, which Freaked. is, um, it's not strictly, I, I think it's kind of a horror comedy, if it's like a kind of creature feature 
Um, it's basically um, written and directed by Alex Winter, who was Bill in Bill and Ted. Um, and it's one of my favourite films ever. I saw it, I first saw it when I was like nine, um, when it came out on video. And it's basically this multi-million dollar movie that they, they had really big um, aspirations for and the studio um, were like pummeling money into it going, yeah, this is going to be great. Like, And then someone at the studio left and someone else came on and they basically like, virtually buried the movie with no promotion because they didn't uh, like it. Uh. So it's become this kind of multi-million dollar cult movie. And yeah, it's amazing. It's like... Uh, it's, it's like such kind of like daft quick fire gags that are all like really goofy and stupid and it's like some of the most amazing practical makeup effects that I've ever seen and there's so many of them I think they had like four or five different makeup and like practical effects team working mm. on the film at the same time so there's all these different types of creatures and makeup and like practical gags um, and it's all based around like a um these people that kind of like stumble upon a freak show yeah um and the whole thing is the the guy that runs the freak show he doesn't just like he doesn't exhibit the freaks he actually kind of creates them with a toxic just chemical away. no but that's like that's, <laughs> i think that's a fair that's a that's, that's a good synopsis yeah, that's the problem that's uh you know, we've almost, it almost sounded like you were describing Alien 3 there, which means we've all <laughs> almost gone full circle, <laughs> which I think is a great place to end it. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's the whole plot of Alien 3. <laughs> Thanks so it's much Alien for... Alien 3 uh, before they put all the CGI on afterwards. Yeah, and before the director that they actually stuck with uh, recorded like a Kylie Minogue video. <laughs> I think that's the guy who actually ended up doing it. But awesome. Thanks so much for sitting down and having a chat. Cool, no, thanks. thanks for having us. That's all right. It's been, it's been nice. Yeah, I hope it's made you want to go and watch horror films today rather than doing anything else. Yeah, it actually does, which is not helpful. <laughs> so that was previous me talking to previous them. Hopefully you're not as scared as I was when I first saw Alien in 97. I don't know. It was scary, I'm not going to lie. After the show is hosted by me, Connor Laws, edited by my good friend and Bitcoin miner, Oscar Lydiard. If you like what you hear, rate it, share it, set it as your idol song on Hotmail so you don't miss a minute. And yeah, you know, just all that classic jazz. <laughs>